We saw the Gemara yesterday. I got eight lines from the top of Samach on the day. The Gemara says, when one comes out of the washroom, he should say Asheyotza, and the Gemara has the whole Nusach. There were two Girsois. The Rishonim have two Girsois, but they say, Yep, Shalom, Elofanech, Afilu Shoachas, without Afilu Shoachas. Two men hogim. Nusach Hashkenaz says, without Afilu Shoachas, Nusach Svar is with Shoachas. So here, the... Um, on the bottom of the rush, you have the Madani, the Madani Yontif <coughs> from the Taisus Yontif, and then he has the the Richamudais. So an Ois Samach Hey, I think it is. He has a comment on this Gemara. <clears throat> on the fourth line, he quotes the Beisiyosef. Where is it? Kosebod b'yorchas chayim m'shem goen. Chuvus hagen. Odem shehit al maim. Person went to the bathroom and he forgot all about. He didn't have a chance to say Ashayotza. And then he's functioning. And then he, uh, five hours later, he goes to the bathroom again. When he comes out the second time, this is how she so once or twice. And he quotes Shuva from the Goen, he doesn't say which Goen, that you say twice, and he brings a, mar, a, a mocker from the Gemara in the beginning of Tfilos HaShachar, that if you miss Chachris, you should daven Mincha twice, the second time for the purpose of Tashlum. Miss Mincha, you should daven Marishman Esri twice, Make Tashlumen for the Mincha that you missed. So if you didn't say Ashi Yotzar one time, that's a person who comes about you at the age of 80, has to say uh, 25,000 Ashi Yotzas. How many years later can you say Ashi Yotzar? That's what he says. So the Mechaber Paschal is like that in Shulchan Aruch. Mechaber Paschal is like the Chuvah Sagun. So this is interesting historically. This far, many of the Sephardish can say, we have accepted everything that Rabbi Yosef Kara writes in the Shulchanach. We're not Goris the Ramah. They don't even consider the Hagos Ramah as a Sophic to be Machmafor or to be Mitzarv Tanadat Tzad, Lahokel. Whatever the Mechavah said, that's it. And some of them give the explanation. Why? Because they got Smicha. Because in the 1500s, when they did the Chidosh HaSmicha, he was one of the lucky winners. Marie Beirav was the Rebbe of the Beis Yosef. I think they gave him smicha, then they gave Rabbi Yosef Kara, then they gave the Alshech, and another three or four people got smicha. So because he got smicha, that's why they feel they always paschal like him. So one of some of the Spartanship paschal write a lotion, even if you have 400 Rabbanim who will disagree with Rabbi Yosef Kara, we paschal like Rabbi Yosef Kara. So on this, you don't have 400 Rabbanim disagree. You have three or four paschal say that he's wrong, and the Spartanim do not follow the Machaber on this. They didn't have, they said, even if there would be 400, they said in abstract, even if there would be 400 poskim, they said against Rabbi Yosef Karo, they were always going to follow this, but on this, they don't follow him. The stuff that's historically interesting. Okay.
we learned the Gemara, this is old business, we discussed this already, that the Mishnah says, Al-Kulam and Birch Shahakal Yotza, in Perikatsam Avarchus, it's a, a few prokem ago. So, Bidiyevid, the Gemara had a machoik, so what about Pasva Yayin? We Paskan even on Pasva Yayin, also Bidiyevid, if he said Shahakal, Yayotze. So, there's a Maisa that they tell about the Aderis. Aderis is a Russian Tevis, Aliyahu David, that was his first name and his middle name, Rabbinovitz Taomim. When he was born, he had a twin. Family name was Rabinowitz, and he had a twin brother, I think, Benyamin. So uh, the family's name was changed because of the fact that they were twins. So he's known as Aderis, Elio Dovi Rabinovitzam. He was uh, the Rovin in, um, in Mir for a while. And uh, when, for many centuries, there were only Svartim living in Eretz, there were no Ashkenazim. Then in the early 1800s, Ashkenazim started to move. The Balshemtim encouraged his Talmidim, they should move to Eretz Yisrael. The Vilna Gran encouraged his Talmidim. And they both explained that if the Jews will move to Eretz this will hasten the coming of Mashiach, the Gula will, will be hastened. So they started moving to Eretz Yisrael. But there, were no, uh, but there was only Batidina for the Svardim. So they made the, the Badats for the Eidacharedis. The Eidacharedis for the Ashkenazim. They had no, it wasn't a breakaway from anything. There was no bezin for the Ashkenazim. And they needed different, uh, they needed different Batidinim because, for Shechita, because the main purpose of the bezin was to, uh, to give Kabbalah to Shochtim, just like he gives Smicha to a rabbi, he should be uh, authorized to pass, because they have to give Kabbalah to a Shechit, he should be authorized to Shechitim. And the Dinim of Shechita are different by the Ashkenazim and the Dinim. Shechita and Dinim are Trefus, so the Svardish Shochtim have to get Kabbalah from the Svardish Bezna, Ashkenazi Shochtim have to get Kabbalah from Ashkenazi Bezna. So that was how the Badats of Beit Acharedis originally began. So Rabbi Shmuel Salant was an old, old man, must have been in his 90s already, and he was the head of the Badats of Beit Acharedis, and he told the Balabatim he's not going to live forever. They should appoint Memalei uh, Malkim to take over and assist the rabbi. He should take over. So it took a few years. There were different suggestions who should be. They were going to invite some rabbi, some prominent rabbi from Europe. I remember Rabbi Ram Shapiro was telling me part of the story. He was, uh, for a while, he was the Rosh Hashiv in America Sarah for many years. He was the chief rabbi for 10 years. So he, uh, he had a story that they were considering making. Uh, rabbi Chaim Soloveitchik held very much um, from Bitzel um, Ponevesha. He held, he was the biggest Bamachadish of the generation. Bitzel Peterburg was, was a big Balmusa going out there. But this was Bitzel Ponevesha. His name was also Rabinowitz. So uh, Prime suggested that they should... Uh, that's how Rabbi Ram Shapiro told me, that he said, <coughs> I have enough Mary Harua in Yerushalayim. The practice used to be Rabbanim, who would retire from Europe, would move to Yerushalayim, and they would join the Badatz of the Haredes, and had many retired rabbis and knew how to pass Meshailas, and Abachel Kishol. Now, so Prime felt that what they need is a strong Magad Shia. And he felt that Rabbi Tzalah was the biggest Magashid, the biggest Balmachadish. He was he known, he was a very big Balmachadish. His Chidushim was so original that usually we don't accept them because they're off the, off the chart and Gansen off the chart. So uh, 
<coughs> but that didn't work out. That is, say, uh, Prime wanted Rabitzel upon it, didn't work out. So after a couple of years of uh, search committee, so they came up with the Adaris. So the Adaris um, was the rabbi in Ponovej and in Mir, both. And his, uh, his, he was the first father-in-law of Rab Cook. And then Rab Cook's wife passed away, so, he, so his father-in-law, his former father-in-law, suggested he should marry his wife's cousin. That was his brother's daughter. That was his second wife. Second wife was a cousin of the first wife. So the um, so the Aderes came to Yerushalayim. A lot of stories about that when he came to Yerushalayim. And then um, Rabbi Shmuel Salan said, "From now on, you take over. You do everything. You have to be inside the kedusha and everything." So the first wedding that he officiated at, he made a mistake under the chup. Instead of saying "Bar Piyagov," and he said "Shahakoni Yevedvar." I don't know. I don't remember ever making such a mistake. Instead of saying "Bar Piyagov," and say "Shahakoni," I don't know. He must have been thinking, learning about something. Had, had, had some original Kiddush. Whatever. So, uh, so by mistake, he said, Shako. So they had the din, the Mishnah says, Al-Kulam and Birch Shako Yotza, but he ever they said, Shako is good. Machlekes Nigmara. What about Pasva Yain? We Paskan, even on bread and even on wine, also be there, is good. So he came up with a Kiddush, the Adaris. There's a lot of Kiddushim. He came up with a Kiddush. That when do you say b'diyevet? If you said shakal is good, that if you if you're drinking your own wine, my mistake is said shakal yotze. But here, since he's saying it on behalf of the chosen kala, he's not drinking the chosen kala. Got to drink. So the Gemara has a club. Whenever I point the shliach to go buy something for me, and he didn't do exactly, he made a mistake. He didn't do exactly what I asked him to do. And even if I didn't ask him explicitly, let's say when you buy real estate. So normal is you should you should know on your own to ask. I want I want to buy the real estate beachrayis. Beachrayis means if it turns out that they're going to take away the house from me because there's a there's a lien on the on the building because you owe money to somebody. I don't want my money to go down the drain. So in case the house is taken away, in case it turns out that it's a stolen house and it didn't belong to you, in case it turns out that you owed money, and the balchav comes to me to the lekech to collect it, I want you to reimburse me all the money. So the Gemara says, if the Shaliyah forgot to make Achrayis, so the whole Kenyan that he made is not valid. The Shaliyah, he only says Shaluch Shalom Kamasa if he, if he followed the instructions. And even if the Mishalech didn't instruct him explicitly, if he made a mistake, you don't apply Shaluch Shalom Kamasa. So he thought over here, if I say Sha'akal for myself drinking wine, but here I'm saying it for the Chasim Kala, not for myself. And I made a mistake. Yotze b'di evet, but lachatchilin not supposed to be like that. So uh, even b'di evet, you have to say over the brach. So under the chupa, he said shahakon. Then he realized made a mistake. Then he said bar piagofen. They asked him why did he why did he say bar b'di evet yotze b'shahakon. So on the spur of the moment, he explained why he made a whole quick calculation. He's not drinking the wine himself; it's only for them. And a shliach makes a mistake. I think it's not so posh it, uh, that's a din in Shluch Shalom Kemosa when I point to Shliach. You only say the Shliach can be considered Kemosa if he does what he was supposed to do. If he does, if he didn't do what he was supposed to do, let's say I make you a Shliach, I've been dating Rochel for the last seven years. And I give you a ring and I say, go give the ring to Rochel and say, Harem Kodesh is to me, to the Mishalech, not to you, to the Mishalech. And you went and you gave the ring to Leah. So how can you say, Shluch HaShlom Kamas, he didn't follow instructions, or even if I didn't give you the instructions. 
you're supposed to do normally. You're supposed to buy the karka be'achrayas. If you made a mistake, but over here, it's not a din of shluchah shalom kemosah, that you have to say kemosah, and if he did wrong, I think it's a, a big chiddush. Anyway, he had a lot of chidushim. When he passed away, when the Adaris passed away, so his daughter had predeceased him. The daughter who was married to Rav Kook had, uh, had died already, and he read the shidduch that Rav Kook should marry the, his niece, the cousin of the first wife. But the, and then after the Adaris passed away, so Rav Kook printed a whole book in memory of the Adaris, Haider Hayakar, all about the Adaris. So, um, so after he passed away, he, ha- he only had a son. The daughter had predeceased him, and the son was not uh, at all. Uh, those were difficult years. Even the big Dalim had children who were not observant. Son was not at all into learning, far from all of these things. So he didn't know what to. His father had many children. He wrote a lot of swam. So, uh, so he figured his father. We used to be the rabbi in Panavish. So he gave cartons full of swam to the Panavish yeshiva. Panavish yeshiva didn't want to have anything to do with uh, Darius because he had to do with the chief rabbinate. So they didn't want to recognize the Medina, so they didn't want to recognize the chief rabbinate. So they, they, have, they had the cartons full of Kisvayat in their library for many years. So then uh, the rest of the stories you do that one of the rabbis in the high school of Merkaz um, right next to Merkaz Arav, there's Yashlatz, Yeshiva Latziri, the high school of Merkaz So one of the rabbis once said, hey, joking, you have seriously, that have all these stuff from the Adaris, and it was Rav Cook's father-in-law. And they're learning in Merkel Saraf. So, so it would be, wouldn't be a bad idea that a couple of boys should go to the library and they should walk off with the Ksavim and they should print it because they're getting ruined. They're just uh, fading away. So a couple of boys from the high school went to the library, Panavish Yeshiva, and they walked off with the cartons full of Kisveya. Uh, so the next day they realized in the library that the cartons are missing. Rav Shach was at that time a young man, only 95 years old or something like that. So he said, Kazlanim, they have to give back all the Kisveyat. So they made a Xerox copy of every single page. And then they snuck back in the library. They put it back the same way. No one caught them when they took it the first time. Nobody caught them and put it back. And every year they put out another Sefer from the Adaris. It's often the stolen swarm. So they have, uh, he has a commentary on the Sefer Achinuch. And then he has a lot of swarm. He has a lot of swarm. So one of the swarm, he wrote a lot. He, was in the, he wrote many swarm at the same time. He would write a few pages here, a few pages here. He had a separate sefer. When Rabbanim would visit him, the name of the sefer was Over Oreach. When Rabbanim would visit him, they would talk and learning, so if they said something of value, he would write it down in that sefer. So that sefer he wrote all of his life. He was always adding new things with the date when they visited him, who it was. Rabchaim Salavechik visited him, all the Gedolim visited by him. He wrote many swarms. So one of the swarms he wrote was... Um, I think it's called Rabneria. Rabneria was still alive at that time. The one who founded all the Shivot Ben Akiva. So Rabneria put some comments in this. He left it Savoy. He writes in his Savoy that some people leave over money. I don't have too much money to leave over, but I'm leaving over uh, a lot of Midas Hasidus. So I want my children. His daughter had predeceased him. Son was not uh, an observant man. I don't think. I think the son was a doctor. He wasn't observant at all. But uh, maybe grandchildren. I don't know. So he wrote a, a little booklet, and it was printed a soft cover little booklet. I think Rav Neria picked the title Pnei David. So he writes all the midas chasidus that he personally had, 
and he hopes that his descendants will be able to keep up to these Minas Chassidus. No, no. Okay. So that's interesting about the, um, the Adaris, when he said Shahakol, so then he said over the Brocha. It's uh, questionable whether it's uh, a correct Psak. I think it's a little Mugzam. Yeah, yesterday we were talking about the Gemara, that if, where was that Gemara, if the father died and the son gets Yerusha and he shares it with others, so then the Gemara says that the Yisaitu Brach, the say Brach dynamis because the father died. Where was this Gemara again? Father left the Yerusha and he shares it with others. So the Gemara said, then you say, Ateva Meitim. And if he doesn't share it with others, then you say, Shach So I raised the issue yesterday. In the days of the Gemara, they tell them my father died. Probably the father died two years ago. And they had no telephones and they had no email. So they tell him two years later, I hope you realize your father died a long time ago. So he's not anointing. But today, if they tell the son, they call him up on the phone, they tell him, so there's going to be a kfu, there's going to be a levaisim. Some of the son is going to go to participate. So the son is only allowed to say, Baruch Dayna Emes, that bracha alone. That's a special Talkanus Chom, but he's not allowed to say any other brachas. So the Pashta says he shouldn't say the bracha of Atayva Meit, the Boshach Yonu there. So one of the boys told me that Rabbi Shlem Zalman Oyabach quotes this from the Gesher Achaim. Gesher Achaim is a three-volume set on Hilchas Avelus by one of the Gedalim who lived in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Chiel Michal Tikkushinsky, he was a member of the Royal Academy of Astronomy, the British Royal Academy of Astronomy. He knew math and he knew astronomy. He disagreed with the Chazanish on the dateline. He wrote a whole sefer on where the dateline is, and the Chazanish uh, disagreed with him. So it's interesting the way he writes in the sefer, uh, he didn't know who the Chazanish was. He was an unknown figure when he first came to Eretz He was, when the Chazanish lived in Europe, he was uh, unknown. And people visited, Rabbi Schwab used to say, he visited Vilna many times. He never heard of the Chazanish till he, till he went to Eretz Yisrael. Then he became very uh, famous. He was very quiet in Europe. He wrote most of his farm in Europe, but uh, he, he, his farm were printed without his name, anonymously. So people didn't know who he was. So, um, so he uh, so he wrote a whole contrast about the dateline. So Michal Mikhotikashinsky wrote a whole book, and he he presents his opinion. Doesn't agree with the Chazanish. So first he didn't know who he was, and then he kept on corresponding with him. So when he first writes, he mentions Rabbi Karelitz. Rav Karelitz disagreed with me, he said, whatever, and he's wrong. Then, five chapters later, he says, Rav Agoyen Karelitz said this, he responded. Then again, Hagoyen Hamafursam, then every five chapters, he realized that he's dealing with someone who's uh, pretty strong. It took him a long time, even at the end, he still doesn't give in to... to but by, by the time he gets to the end of his book, he writes, Hagoyen Balachazanish doesn't call him Rabbi Karelitz anymore. doesn't call him Rabbi Goyen, Rabbi Karelitz. <coughs> still disagrees with him. Anyway, but that's uh, Rabbi Chalmichot Tukachinsky. He was your doer. He was a, he was a prominent 
Talmud Chacham in Eretz Yisrael. He put out the Luach, everybody used the Luach. Yeah. Then we left off in the middle of the Teisvis. Where is the Teisvis? And the Psamacham at base. Rabbi Ratam disagrees with Rashi. Rashi and the Rambam hold that even if you hold Tfilin Shalyat, the Rambam holds that Tfilin Shalyat, Tfilin Shalyat, are two different mitzvahs. How does he know? In the Minyan and Mitzvah, 638. How do you know? Because the Mishnah says that not Menachem Zezeh. That's that person only has a Shalyat, he only has a Shalyat. He put on the one that you have. Enjoy. You get to that mitzvah, you're not yet to the other. Rambam thinks, whenever the Menachem Zezeh, then it's one mitzvah. Dalit minim shabululav ha'makmin zezeh. It's one mitzvah. But the matzah and the morer, the matzah and the korban pesach are not me'achim zezeh. So those are two mitzvahs. That's the Rambam's claw. So the Rambam holds that film she'yad, film she'rosh are two different mitzvahs. But still, the Rambam agrees with Rashi. You can cover both of them with one bracha. The bracha applies to, to both equally. Like there's a Tosefta we had yesterday that what if a person is about to be Bafrish, Chala, Bikurim, and Truma, and Maisa, Mena, Maisa, all four are, have the status of Truma. So you can say one bracha, La Frashas Truma, and you can do four mitzvahs. You're not going to say four brachas. Let's say you're going to make an Erube Chatseris and an Erube Trumen at the same time, and an Erev Tavshil at the same time. So you say one bracha, Al Mitzvah Zerev, you don't have to say the bracha three times. The Al-Mitzvah Zerah applies to all three. All three are in Erev. So the Rambam agrees with Rashi that you only say one bracha before the Shalyad. If you talk in between the Shalyad and the Shavosh, then you have to say a bracha Al-Mitzvah. If you didn't talk, you only say one bracha. The Rabbi Natam, most follow the Rabbi Natam. Rabbi Natam disagrees. He says, the Gemara is listing off that you put on Shalyad. This uh, every uh, daily routine. The Gemara gives... The Gemara gives the case where he forgot that he made a mistake and he talked in between Shalyat Why should they tell you the mistake then? This is a daily routine, so it sounds like you always say two brachas. One brachan Shalyat, Loniach Tvilim, one brachan Shalrosh, and Mitzvah Tvilim. And if you talk in between Shalyat and Shalrosh, then you have to say two brachas on the Shalrosh. So that's a pella. Why do you have to say two brachas on the Shalrosh? Where do you have a mitzvah that you say? Where do you have a mitzvah that you say two brachas? So there is another awkward situation like that. When you do a bris milah, the Moel says a bracha, Shekhar Hashan ala milah, and then Avi Ben says a bracha, Ashikida, she did me better. He says, Lachnisa the bris, Shal Avram Lavinim. Yeah, then he says, Ashikida, she did me better, and it's the third bracha, yeah. So, so the Rishonim asks, why do you say two different brachas? Ala milah, and then you say, Lachnisa the bris, Shal Avram Lavinim. So they used to be fond of uh, saying over this idea. When you do a bris milah, so it's not only a mitzvah at that moment, when the moral is doing a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah in Shechas. The Gemara tells the story that when Dovin HaMelech went into the Beis HaMerchatz, when he would bathe, so he took off all his clothes, so he wasn't wearing tzitzis, wasn't wearing tefillin, he didn't have any mitzvahs, so he felt bad. He doesn't have any mitzvahs with him. And then he realized he has the bris milah, so he's, he always has a mitzvah with him. So the Rishonim say, you see from the Gemara, that the bris milah is a mitzvah in Shechas. Why is it a mitzvah in Shechas? Because he's no longer an oral. He's called a mohul. He's called a ben bris. So the mitzvah leaves a chalos on him. Leaves an effect on him. So that's why it makes sense to say two brochas. One broch ala milah. That's on the Maisa mitzvah. Then lachnis bris, 
he has a chaloys on him. He's a mohol. He's a bembris because of that. So the Rambam writes in the end of Hilchos Tefillin, when a person, the last halacha, he says, when a person wears Tefillin, he's a different person. Has an influence on the one who's wearing the Tefillin, that he's going to be more serious. It's going to have an effect to instill more Yerushalayim in him. And he'll be uh, more of a medactic mitzvah. So tefillin, it makes sense, perhaps, that uh, you should say two brachas on the tefillin. But apparently that's only the shalrosh. Let's say the Rabbin Tom says, if you only have a shalrosh, then you say two brachas on the shalrosh. You say, you only have a shalrosh, you don't have a shalyad. So you say two brachas, ladiach tefillin, and uh, al mitzvah tefillin. If you only have a shalyad, you only say one bracha ladiach. So apparently... So apparently Rabbi Nitam thinks Ukshartam goes on both. And also Ukshartam is both. So the Brachel Lohaniach goes both on the Shalyad and the Shalrosh. That's the Maisa Mitzvah putting on. Then Bohayu, that's a Mitzvah that it has an effect on you. That's mainly the Shorosh has the effect somehow. We had that Gemara in the first parrot. So you see that somehow, where was that? That's on Davov and Manalov. refers to the Tfilin Shorosh, doesn't refer to the Tfilin Shoyan. The Pandit Rabbein Tam thinks that that's how you read the Posik. That's our observation case, man. You read. That's all. Shalyad is only the kshira, you tie it on. But there's a mitzvah of Hanochas Shalrosh, and on that you need the bracha of Lahaniach Tfilin. And then in addition to that, the Shalrosh leaves an effect on the person. He's a chalois, just like by Bris Mila, there's a chalois, by Bris, there's a chalois, that it becomes more serious. So that's the Rabbin and Tamshita. Yeah, most of the Ashkenazim say two brachas. This yeshiva was a combination, originally two different yeshivas. One of them was yeshiva Yitzchayim. Yitzchayim is the name of Valoshin. That was founded by people who came from that part of Lithuania, from Valoshin. Most of the yeshivas in America are patterned after Slabotka. Rabbi Kotka learned in Slabotka, Rabbi Kamenetsky, also Rabbi Rudiman, they all learned in Slabotka. So in Slabotka, they had their own style. First of all, it was Musa Yeshiva. They had a Seder for Musa. And then they picked out the seven Mesichtas that they're going to concentrate on. Yivomis Ksubis Gitten Kiddushin, Boba Kama Babansir, Boba Basra, and everything else. They learned Bikiyas. So they invented this new idea, Bikiyas versus Iyun. In Valoshan, they never had two different kinds of learning. They learned everything. They learned from Brochus they needed. They didn't pick out seven Mesichtas that they're going to specialize in. They gave Shurim on everything, and they have the Shurim. The three volumes of Merei Mesoda are the Shurim that Tanitziv gave when he was giving Shurim and Valojan. So he has the date of every Mesichta. When did he start the Mesichta? He used to cover approximately a Blat Gemara a day in the Shurim. They didn't uh, discuss topics uh, forever. Shai? He pointed out a few horrors and Shai. So, um, this yeshiva has a lot of, tra- they don't follow everything from the Vilna Gun, but they have a lot of traditions, old traditions. Soloveitchik family was from Valozhin. They were c- connected with Valozhin. So, um, many, many who follow the Groa only say one bracha on the Tvilin, like Rashi and, and the Rambam Shita, not like the Rabbinatah.
Okay. So that was the Gemara about the Tefillin, the Brohan the Tefillin. The Gemara says, when you wash your hands in the morning, say, Ki Moshe Yodei, say, Akashem Zahan, Al-Latilus Yodayim. What does it mean, Al-Latilus Yodayim? So the, um, what is it all about? So in the Shulchan they quote three different opinions. What is the Brohan Atilus Yodayim all about in the morning? So the Ramam's opinion, and the Rosh writes about it here, Ramam's opinion is it's not only in the morning, it's before Shachris, before Mincha, before Mar. You have to wash your hands with a cup. The word Natilas comes from the Aramaic word Natla. Natla means a cup, a kli. You have to wash your hands and say a bracha until it's dying. When you wash your hands before Shachris, before Mincha, and before Mairev. So some taka follow the Ramam's opinion. They talk, I think the Groh held like that. I think he said a bracha every time that he washed his hands before Mincha, before Mar. We don't go so far. So more correct is he really should wash your hands before he dove a mincha, before he dove a uh, But the bracha, we, we only say in the morning. So that's a question. Other Rishonim hold that the bracha is because um, when a person is sleeping, he's, he's not conscious, he's like half dead. And then when he wakes up, he's like a briach hadosha. So you have to wash your hands over the briach hadosha. But will be machmed to wash your hands before mincha, before mairev. So you dechem kodesh evocha sashem. You wash your hands, then then you daven. So uh, many rishonim disagree with the Ramadan. You don't say a bracha every time you wash. So she really more correct. She really wash your hands before mincha, before mairev. Well, you shouldn't say a bracha. Alexi, uh, so such a follower of the Vilna Gaon that you follow everything, even that. In Slabotka, they used to do. I remember when I was a Talmud in the yeshiva. So every single Shabbos, the Mashgiach used to speak by Shalashudis, Rabbi Lesson. And, and he used to bench. He was a coin. He used to bench Mizuman. So he always said, He said the Nusach That's how they said in many literature yeshivas. They said the Nusach But they didn't follow everything that the Vilna Gaon said. That was one of the more popular things. The Tefillin also. They only say one brach on the Tefillin. That was accepted by more. Not everything from the Gro, though. So the, uh, I remember Absalvechi used to give a shir for Balabatim every Tuesday night. So after the shear, they used to say Mairev right away. They didn't, give, they didn't give him a chance to think. So he wanted to wash his hands before him. They wouldn't give him a chance. They said, right away, he started talking But he didn't say Baruch Hashem Li'olim. So when they were saying Baruch Hashem Li'olim, he would run to the back of the shul and wash his hands with a cup without a bracha. Then he would run back, and he would be back. He sat in the front of the shul next to the Yorn Kodesh. So he would, he would be back before the chazan finished Baruch Hashem Li'olim. When he used to give the shear, in first tall, so you always used to, after the shiur, we used to daven in the classroom. They always used to run to the washroom just to wash his hands, so half a minute, then he ran back to daven mincha. That's the more correct, he really was supposed to wash your hands before mincha, before man. And most, most will not say a bracha when you wash your hands. The Mishnah Burak quotes, let's say a person wakes up an hour before shachris, and he wakes up, he washes his hands, and then before he's about to daven, he touched the shoes in between, touched the other thing. So before he daven shachris, he's going to wash his hands again. So he quotes the Chayodam, who quotes the Vilna Gaon, many, Rabbi Kivega writes that he had this practice. They wouldn't say all until the Sadaim in the morning, the first thing, the first time they washed their hands, they would save the Brocha until the Sadaim, until the last time they would wash their hands with a cup, right before they would daven. To be choshish for the Ramam's opinion that the Brocha until the Sadaim has to do with the davening. So even though the other Rishonim say it has nothing to do with the davening, 
it's because of Briya Chadosha, but still, so if you wash your hands later, you can say the Bracha later. That's what the Mishnah Baruch quotes that from. Rabbi Kivega has, Rabbi Kivega has her oris on the Derech HaChaim Siddur. Derech HaChaim Siddur was written by the author of the Nesibis. And Rabbi Kivega used to correspond with the Nesibis. They lived in the different countries. But they used to, I don't know how they knew each other, they used to correspond together. So they, in, a, in the old Siddur from Europe, they have the Derech HaChaim Siddur, and then they have Heoris or Rabbi Kivega on the Derech HaChaim Siddur. So he writes one of the Heoris, that's his practice also. He washes, he says the brachan until the time, the last time that he washes his hands before he's about to dumb. He would wake up a, an hour, two or three, whatever. Uh, Rav Moshe would wake up five hours before dabbing. He would wake up in the, middle of, in the middle of the night and he would learn the second half of the night. Then the word says, the last of the brichas hashachis say, Hamab shayde mei nois tumo meyafa pei vihiratam ufanecha, shem alakai shetagilene besarasecha, etc. So this is a question that the Rishayim raised. The Gemara said earlier, we saw that Gemara. Gemara said earlier, every bracha should be pasachas beborach. How come yiratam ufanecha, shem alakai shetagilene besarasecha, how come it's not pasachas beborach? So some Rishayim say that it's mukhalachavato. You say amen, that's the end of the brocha. Then Yeratzim Ofanecha shouldn't be Yeratzim with a vav. Yeratzim Ofanecha is smucha lechavato, so it doesn't have to be basachas bebaruch. And then you should say amen when you hear the chazan. You should say amen after he's a gamachazan tam lama yisrael. And other Rishonim disagreed. This was a big machlaikas. This is earlier. This was a big machlaikas. There are been a tam and the rajbam, the two brothers. When you have a bracha smucha lechavato, does the first bracha to which the second one is smucha, does the first bracha have to be a bracha arucha, and the second bracha is smucha to the chasima? A bracha arucha means pasachas bebarach v'chasema, or like hashiyotzar, sadam chachma, bracha tashem refei kol basam afli laso. So that's a bracha arucha, pasachas bebarach v'chasema is bebarach. So if you'll have a lakai, neshama shanasat to be tohiri, somebody shot him said, that's mucha to Asher Yatsar. So Asher Yatsar is l'chaladeis. Makes the next bracha smucha l'chavato. Because Asher Yatsar has chosem is b'baruch. But what about, we say, b'chaz ha-teira. Where is that? On Yud Aleph on the base, I think. We didn't get there yet. Here, Yud Aleph on the base. So you have to say b'chaz ha-teira. What do you say? So the first one is Am Rab Yudah Mishmur. Rab Yudah was the Talmud of Rab and Shmuel. So one third of the time he says it's in the name of Rab, one third of the time he says it's in the names of Shmuel, and one third of the time he says it's on Chidush. This is Am Rab Yudah Mishmur. You say Amen. Rab Yechon and Misayim Bahochi Harivnor. Misayim Bahochi means it's a hemshach of the same bracha. Viharivnor, like with Avav, or no, it's a bracha smucha lechavato. To lasik b'dibay Torah harav no, and then you have a third, then you have a third brocham. Asher brocham anu kam naslanus the rest b'al Hashem deisenatur. So the Gemara says they're all good. We should say all of them. So the two gerses hilchach nemeno likulhu hilchach nemeno litravayu. How many birchas Torah are there in the morning? Are there three? Lasik b'dibay Torah is one. Harvna is another one. 
but it's Mukhalakhabato to Lasak Bhadivisar, that's why you don't it's not Pasakas Babur. And the third one and the third one was Ashabakal Manukam Nasalanista Rasar. Are there three? Then the Girsa makes sense. Hilkach Namrinu Likulhu. Kol only makes sense if you have three or more. You only have two things. So Shem say it doesn't make sense to say kol. Kol means three or more. It's a question. Rashi and Chumash. The Mefarshim and Rashi talking about. Rashi and Chumash quotes the Medrash Rabbah when Hakadosh Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu he should go back to Mitzrayim. Kimesu kol ha'noshim ha'mevakshem es nafshehu or kol ha'noshim. So Rashi quotes from the Medrash that doesn't lavir. So the Mefarshim asked the Kasha, how do you say kol if there are only two people? Usually you don't say kol. You should have said, Mesu ha'noshim ha'mevakshem. Ha'noshim. You shouldn't say kol ha'noshim. So that's a discussion. All of them before Shema Rash. Not Rashi's fault. He's quoting a Medrash. It's a question with the Medrash. So here there are two Gersas. And that's what they're fighting about. When you look in the Teisri HaRosh, on Yeralaf base, and on Ksubis in the first paragraph, they tell you to look on the margin. They say, they say when you say Shever Bochus, when you get married. So you say, first you say, Borpiagofen. Then you say, Shakol Barodach Vodo. Then you say Yotzeh Ha'adam. Then you say Shiotzeh Sonim B'Tzalmo. Why does every bracha begin with Baruch Atah? It's a Smucha L'Chavatah. Smucha L'Chavatah doesn't have to be Pasach Baruch. So here for the Bali Atesah, that's an Atesah in Ksubas Davches and Atesah in Arash here. Here for the Bali Atesah say, it's not Smucha L'Chavatah because the bracha before is a bracha Ktsar. The only time it qualifies as Smucha L'Chavatah if the first bracha to which the second one is smucha is a bracha arucha and it has chosem is bibarach. So that's the, it's smucha to the chasim. So that's, so that's the issue of here also. The Rishonim had the same machlok as whether uh, if the chazan is saying the bracha is out loud, it's really kedai, it's really kedai that everyone should say all the bichas hashachar in advance. And then when the chazan says the bichas hashachar, you should pay attention and say amen. So these will also count. The brachas that you say amen to, to the chazan's brachas, will count to add up to the mayor brachas b'chol yoy. The Mishnah paskins not. So Mishnah says, mayor brachas is only brachas that you say, or someone says kiddush and abyotzi, with his kiddush, then it counts as a bracha for me. But if I already said all the brachas ha-shachar, and then the chazan says it out loud, so it doesn't count, I'm not being yotzi with his bracha, it doesn't count as part of my Meir Brochus. But that's what the Mishnah Bura says. But many others disagree. The Viserosa quotes a Medrash on the Pasuk in the end of Shir Hashirim, towards the end of Shir Hashirim. Hayashavaz Bagadam Chaber Makshim Lekola Chashmi'ini. What is it referring to? The Medrash says, on Shabbos and Yontif, the Shman Esri doesn't have 18, 19 Brochus. only has seven Brochus. Gimel Hushan is Gimel Achredis and the Brochus and Tzoyz. So you're missing a lot of brachas. So how are you going to be mashlim to mea brachas? So that's what the Medrash says. Ayashav is baganim. The Jews will sit around in the garden and have a lot of fruits that grew on the tree. You're not allowed to pluck them off on Shabbos. Even if they fall off on their own on Shabbos, you're not allowed to eat them. Paris on Neshrim is a shema yachtov. You're not allowed to eat Paris that fall down on Shabbos. Maybe you'll enjoy it so much, you'll start plucking off fruits from the tree. But if the fruits, you know, the fruits fell down on Erev Shabbos, he allowed to eat them. So one person says, Bar waits, and everybody says, Amen. They have a mind not to be Yotze. They're going to eat later. Then each one says, Bar Pi waits, Bar Pi Adama. 
And all the others answer, Amen. They're not being Yotze with the other fellow's brocha, but it counts towards the mayor brochas. So that's a practice they have in a lot of Chesidish Ishtiblach. They do like that. One person goes up and he says, All the Bichas Hashach, and everybody says, Amen. Then the next one goes up and he says, All the Bichas Hashach, everybody says, Amen. The third one goes up, fourth one goes up, five people. Before he even starts saying, Baruch Shama, you better have mayor brochas, because he ends mm-hmm. in Amen. To all the brachas that the other people said. The Maharaj Dam has, I think, the first chuva. And chuva is a Maharaj Dam is, uh, is like that. He, he doesn't agree with that Mishnah Bur. is way before the Mishnah Bur. So that's a Shaila. If the Chazan says, Mavashen Menes, Noma Miafapo, should we say Amen? And then he said, Another Amen, or is, or is it one long brocha he with a vav? So that's why the meaning is that the chazan doesn't say it out loud. He doesn't finish out loud because he'll put the tzibur in a predicament. He won't know whether they're supposed to answer amen or not. And the same thing, the brocha. What's the first brocha? So the meaning is the chazan doesn't say it out loud because that's a machlaikas, whether there were three brochas or two. Is it one long brocha and you say, Behar of Nasha Malakainu? And you only answer Amen at the end of that brocha. They say, No. Everybody says Amen, that's the end of the first brocha. Then the second brocha, they say again Amen, the two brochas. So that's, uh, so that's why the minig is that the chazan says it softly. Because uh, if it's not the end of the brocha, you're not supposed to say Amen. You see, we answer Amen when you bench with Shkhaidish. Last Shabbos, you bench with you say, the Chodesh should be L'sos on the Simcha. What do we say? I forgot already. We say three things there. So we say Amen each time. It's not a bracha. It's not a bracha. It's a tefillah. So the meaning is they say Amen each time. But in the Shemona Esri, when you say Yalav Yavai, then you say, what do you say in Yalav Yavai? So many have the meaning that each time the chazan says out loud the chazor sashats, and he says the yalla v'yovah, he says, say, Amen each time. How do you say yalla v'yovah? Let's see. Everybody says Amen. Everybody says Amen. So uh, many poskim hold that that's not proper because that's in the middle of a bracha. You're going to say after he finishes, after he says a whole bunch of brachas, so what's the first bracha? I don't remember. Who remember? What's the first bracha that you say after you say the haftar? She called the Baravah Mesod Zedek. Then you say, Neman Hashem Alkein. So Neman is in big letters. So the Bali Hattesis say, Neman is in big letters. It's a new paragraph. You get the mistaken impression as if is the end of a bracha, so you say amen. And Neman is another bracha. Say amen again. So Taisa says that's a mistake. That it's all one paragraph. You're not supposed to say amen in the middle of a bracha. You're not supposed to say amen in the middle of a bracha. In the middle of a shkodesh benton, it's a tefillah, a bakosha, it's not a bracha. 
But Yalav Yav is the middle of a brachi. You should not say Amen in the middle. Yeah. So that's over here. The meaning is that the Chazan says it softly. He says it softly. On Leil Shavuos, when everybody stays up and there's a Sophic and Din, where they say, where they say, because he didn't sleep all night long. So then, if the Chazan is going to say it softly, no one's going to hear him, so they won't be Yitzim. He has to say it out loud. So he says it out loud. So don't say Amen. On Leil Shavuos, it's not Meyakev, even if that's the end of the Bracha. Tosis raises a question. If Nehman is not a new bracha, why is it in big letters? It starts a new paragraph and it's big letters. Looks as if it's the beginning of a new bracha. He says no. That's be- they put it, the printers put it in big letters, or the sophomore put it in big letters. They said the Balayatai said they didn't have any printing press. So the sophomore put it in big letters because it says in Masechas Sofrim that when the one who has Mafter says the bracha after, has the first bracha guess? So I guess say again. I forgot. Yeah. So called Tzadik Bechelah Mechol Debar Meswat Tzadik. So then they have here, they don't have it in big letters. So you shouldn't make a mistake. But Tyson says that in their Machzorim, in their Sidurim, they used to have Neman in big letters, and it doesn't mean. They used to have it in a separate paragraph here. It's in the same line, not a separate paragraph, not big letters. So the says, why they put it in big letters? Because the Masech HaSofman says that the meaning is when the one who gets maftir gets up to the phrase, everybody in the shul chimes in and they say, and the one who says maftir says it also out loud. And then the tzibah doesn't say the rest. But the one who gets mafta continues, he ends off the bracha. So it's a big letters to remind the tzibur that they should say it along with him. That's a tesis. Tesis quotes it, so they said we should do like tesis said. Everybody should say it along with the ba mafta. Tesis quotes it from the Masech Sofrim. Then Ingmar has the Mishnah, says a new caption for Mishnah. On the Samach on the base, about the thirteen lines on the bottom. Chai barim l'varcha l'tovik shem shemvarcha malaroa. L'varcha l'varcha shem shemvarcha malaroa. What do you mean? He say he say a tovah native if a tragedy or you know. More comes out the text of the bracha has to correspond to your perception. If you perceive that it's a tragedy, you got to say dain ho'emes. But you should say it b'simcha because we should believe it kabul b'simcha. So in the Shulchan Aruch, they quote from the Talmud Rabbeinu Yoyna. In this Gemara, Mechaber quotes, why? Because uh, we believe, and that's when they quote the story of Rabbi Akiva. The story of Rabbi Akiva, that uh, tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, and that's what saved his life. These tragedies turned out to be, at the time, he thought it was a tragedy, but it turned out that that's what saved his life. I mentioned this story about uh, when the Slavotki Shiva moved to Eretz Yisrael. No, I said it over. I remember when I was a little boy, my father bought uh, the set came out, the Tunos HaMusa, uh, five volumes. I think originally it was four volumes, then they paid me five volumes. So, uh, so my father bought it. They liked it very much, and he encouraged me to read it. So I, 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 I did read it. So they have there a story... 
in the Slabotkas in Poland. So when they heard that the government was going to draft the yeshiva bachrim, that was going to destroy the whole yeshiva. So they were afraid that they're really going to do it. So half the yeshiva moved to Eretz to Hebron. And then there was a massacre in Hebron. What was under the British, there was a big massacre, and they killed the... Uh, they killed a lot of the Talmudim from the Shiva. Most of, it was a mazel. Most of the Shiva Talmudim were not there that Friday when they had the massacre because one of the boys was having an oifro from Petach Tikva. So most of the boys went away to the oifro. They weren't there. But among the boys that were killed were four <coughs> boys who graduated YU. They were learning a Hebrew and Yeshiva at that time. Uh, in the fifth floor in the faculty lounge across the street in first hall, they used to have a plaque. Maybe it's still there in the faculty lounge. They used to have a plaque in memory of the four boys who had graduated Yeshiva College who were killed in the massacre in, in Chavon Yeshiva. So that through Samusa, he tells a story that uh, one, I think, one of the Rosh Yeshiva, I forgot, one of the famous Rosh Yeshiva, it was Ramosh Matchai Epstein. He wrote uh, this from the Levush Matchai. He gave Shuraman Kotchim in Eretz Yisrael and, and he printed them. He gave Shuriman Nosh and Nazikin in, in Europe. So uh, it, it wasn't his son. It was one of the other Rabbanim. I forgot about who. So one of the prominent Rabbanim in the Chavonei Yeshiva had a son who was very promising, a young, big Tamachachim. He was in the early 20s. I don't remember. The whole story, I think he was engaged to get married, and he suddenly died. It was, it was a big tragedy. So they made up when the funeral was going to take place the next day. And then the father of the boy, who was the, one of the rabbis in the yeshiva, came an hour late to his son's funeral. They couldn't understand why the Bali Musa was so makbed on being punctual. He wasted everybody's time. Everybody's waiting for him for an hour. They didn't begin the funeral until he came. So someone had, they were all embarrassed to ask him. So towards the end of the shiva, one of the people asked him, how come he came so late to his son's funeral? So he said, because it says in the Gemara, and the Shulchan Ark explains, Supposed to recite the brochet, Baruch Daina Emes, Besimcha. He's supposed to believe, called Madav Rachman, Litavavit. How can it be Litavavit? Such a tragedy. His son died. He was engaged to get married. He's so promising and learning. So he says he kept on talking it into himself, called Madav Rachman, Litavavit. He says he was talking it into himself for an hour till he could begin to think that maybe it's what to say, Besimcha. Very hard. When a tragedy occurs, very hard. By the Hasidim, they tell such a story. I forgot already which Rebbe it was. Someone asked one of the Hasidish Rebbe's, how can you, how can you say Baruch Tainam is B'Simcha? A tragedy occurred, you say, how can you say B'Simcha? So the Rebbe said, go to this village and ask so-and-so. I, would, I think the third guy thing was the, the Rebbe Rabzisha. The, the one he said, go to ask him. So the Chassid traveled to that the village and he asked which one is Rebzisha. And then he tells them, I asked my Rebbe, how can you say B'Simcha? He said, I should ask you. So he thinks for a while. He says, I don't know what to answer. I never experienced any tragedy. He never he never had that design. So he goes back to the Rebbe and he asked him, what did you tell me? When did you send me on a wild goose chase? I traveled till I got there. And then he says, he never experienced any, any tragedy. That's the answer. Of course, he exper- everybody experiences tragedy. He never felt that it was a tragedy. He, fe- he was so convinced, so um, he says he never experienced a tragedy. Everybody experiences tragedies. You have to have uh, trust in their Hashem that everything he does is letoifam.
So the Gemara learns out from a pasuk that Bashem Haladova Belikim Haladova. If the Rebbeinu Yudke Bavke is Midas Hachesed. When the Rebbeinu is kind to us, we have to praise him. Elikim is Midas Adim. When it, when it's Midas Aparonis, when it's a tragedy, you still have to be a Haladova. You still have to praise Hakadosh Baruch You always praise Hakadosh Baruch even if uh, even if it's a tragedy that occurred. Okay, then there's a lot of Agadite, and the Gemara has a, an issue on Samachalaf and Menalaf, and HaKadosh Baruch created Adam, then he created Chavo. So the Gemara has, uh, the Gemara makes a statement, where is it? Chilo Olam HaMachshav Libushtayim, the Saif, here is it? The line begins, but they were right in the middle of, of the Omut, Samachalaf and Menalaf. Almost is center. The line begins with the word Ketzad. Betchila Ola b'machshav l'reshtayim l'vesof l'nibra el ha'echad. So the Pashim Shat is that the Rebbein Shalom changed his mind. Originally he had one plan, then he changed his plan. So that doesn't make any sense. Human beings don't think out the whole story. So originally we think like this, and then I change my mind, I'm going to do differently. But the Rebbein Shalom doesn't make sense. So the Vilnik, there's a Bir Hagro on Mishle. It was written by one of the Talmidim. It wasn't written... The Vilna Gaon was learning Mishnah and he was giving comments. And so one of the Talmudim wrote down all the comments. But he quotes in the name of the Vilna Gaon, whatever this expression appears in the Gemara, originally the Rabban planned to do it like this, then he changed his mind. It does make sense if Rabban should change his mind. So means the original plan was that Rabban wanted the world to have male and female. They should be married to each other. To say it over the way my Rebbe said it when I was in high school, so Rabbi Gorelick said, the Bodeshlam wants the husband should be in the base medicine and the wife should be in the kitchen. He doesn't want the wife to be in the base medicine, he doesn't want the husband to be in the kitchen. So the plan was that a married couple, they're not supposed to be together all the time. The wife should take care of the things in the home and the husband should be sitting and learning and davening. But in order to bring that about, in order to bring that about, let's say, I think the Vilna Gaon gives this marshal in the Bira Mishle that um, a person has, a, he imagines a beautiful home. He wants, a, he asks, a, he hires a contractor, there is someone who's in construction, he's going to build a home. So he says, he wants a three-story home and this and this. So the guy starts building a home, he starts digging in the ground. So he asks him, why are you digging in the ground? I want to have above the ground. So he says, no. The way to make a house, the taller the house is, so the more the foundation has to be in the, in the home. So, to have a three-story home. You have to dig in the ground to put the foundation. Betchila means the soifdover. What, what are you planning? What, in the end, what do you want to have? You want to have shtaim. The man and the woman should be married, but they should be doing different functions. means in order to bring that about, how do you do that? What do you have to do to lead to lead up to that? It has to be Nechava was created from Adam. He didn't create them separately. If he would have, would have created them separately, they wouldn't be able to blend in together. So that's what they say from the Vilna going on this. And the Gemara has a machloik is Hakadosh Baruch took the tzela from other Mauritian, and he made Chava out of it. So what, what does the Tzela mean? So um, I guess in the Goyesha Bible, it probably says he took a rib. Took a rib. That's the question. What is it? 
So the Gemara has a machlekes. One op- a popular opinion is that it was due partzufin. When he created Adam Arishan originally, he had the male and the female were both there, attached. They were attached together. And then later on, he didn't have to create Chava from a, from a Tzela. Chava was there, just had to separate the two of them. So that's Machlaikas, whether it was when the Rabbanisham created Adam originally, before he separated Chava, was it Takadu Patsufim? There were two bodies and he just separated them. Or was, or was one, and then he created Chava. So the Gemara in, in Ksubis has a discussion about what these, we say Yotza Adam twice. The second time, what's the issue? What they say once or twice? The Gemara says it has to do with this, whether it was whether it was originally do partzufin or not. So this is a, a question when it was do partzufin, and Hakadosh Baruch just separated them. Were they back to back, facing opposite directions, or were they both facing the same direction? So the Gemara quotes the pasuk from Eov. Where is that pasuk? Ochav akedem tzartan. No. Here it is. Oh, it's in Tehillim. I thought it was in Eov. It's in Tehillim Kuflamites. Ochav akedem tzartan. So the poshup shot the way the Gemara understood it. Ochav akedem tzartan that they were facing opposite directions. And the Gemara says that Odom was facing ahead and Chava was facing behind. Chava was... So Lechik pointed out that psychologically there's a difference between men and women usually. Men are always looking forward for some new shtick, some new project. And women are, are more attached to the past. My wife can tell you everything that happened by all her nine children when each one was born, and uh, what they did, what they should have done, what they did wrong. She remembers our wedding, who came, who didn't come. She remembers everything about the past. Women are much more attached to the past. So Lechik said, that's what the Gemara says, The women were not involved in the Chet HaEgel. The women in the Mitzrayim, the Yamsuf didn't want to split because uh, the Yamsuf said, why should I split? The Mitzrayim are of the Abedizor, the Jews were of the Abedizor. But the women didn't worship Abedizor. Women were more attached to the tradition. Women always look to the past and they are more attached to the tradition. And the men are always looking for some new enterprise. So this is a question, there's a stira in the Zohar. When Adam was, according to the assumption, Adam was du partzufin, Adam was du partzufin, were they facing the same direction? They're both facing ahead, or they were back to back, and the Chava was facing behind. That's the Babali, it sounds like Chava was facing behind. So the, um, and the Zohar says that the letter Tzadik in Ksavashur is, has two heads on it and two necks and combined to one body. The tzaddik, the letter tzaddik represents the du partzufin. And there are two ways to make a tzaddik. Uh, in the ksav, there's a ksav besyosef, when you write sevetart from the mezuzah. So we usually use ksav besyosef. Then the ari has a different ksav. So some of the letters are, uh, are different. In the ksav, several of the letters are famously different. 
So the tzaddik is different. So the tzaddik is, if you look, the NCSY symbol is the tzaddik of the sabari. Is there any chalk here? is connected. So the Ksav Ari, you have the two heads facing opposite directions, because here the next. And the Ksav Yosef, it's attached over here. The two heads are facing in the same direction. So that's a steer of the Zohar. Whether the Tzarek, which represents the two parts of him, is supposed to be, the two are facing in the same direction. So they quote from the Vilna Gwan that he answered the steer in the Zohar that before the Chet of the Eitz Adas, people were working together. So Odom and Chava were facing the same direction. They had the same goals in mind. And after the Chet of the Eitz Adas, then they were, after people sin, each person is on his own. The Gemara has, when we learned the Din in Shlosh Shoachlu, so the Mishnah says if they ate tray for, they ate tray for bread, so they can't bench mezuman. If they tray for food in the meal, but the bread was kosher, they can't bench mezuman. But if the bread was tray, then they can't bench mezuman. So the Ramam Shita, the Ramam Shita was adopted by the Shulchan Aruch, that you don't say a bracha at all. You don't say a bracha Shulchan Aruch, you don't say a bracha Shulchan if you eat non-kosher food. But the other Bishadim don't learn like the Ram, they learn. You do say a bracha. Also, you're not allowed to eat it. But uh, you do say a bracha. The only thing is that you don't bench mezuman. Why not? Because you only bench mezuman if the shloshah ka'achas. Ka'achas means they're all eating together. They don't have to eat from the same loaf of bread. Each one has his own sandwich. Also, also bench mezuman. But it's only if they're eating together. So if, they, if they're doing an avera when they're eating, then the Gemara Sanhedrin has an expression, kesha rishoyim menem in aminyan. When rishoyim gather together, they want to... Join forces and accomplish a certain result, they're not joining together. Each one is doing it for his own purposes. I want to become the president of the United States. He wants to become the vice president. He wants to become, he wants me to appoint him. Each one is, has his own self in mind. So that's what the Vilna Goyen explained over here that both before they sinned, all people worked together for the same goal. And after they sinned, everybody became selfish. So, so then. When we have the tzaddik and the sefer Torah, it's more mistaken that it should represent other merishan kodem achet. Why should it represent other merishan la'achar achet? So that's why the Vilna Goen didn't like the ksavari. The ksavari have the two necks together and the faces facing opposite direction. So the Vilna Goen thought that that was la'achar achet. But kodem achet, all the people were facing the same direction. Then Rabbi Soleitchi commented, I learned by Rabbi Soleitchi, he was already in his, in his 60s, probably, his 50s and the 60s. So he says, as he gets older, he becomes more cynical, and he, th- he finds it hard to believe that people were ever working together for the same goal. Even Kodemachet, he finds it hard to believe that human beings were ever so uh, good to each other, that they're all working together. He, talks, he thinks that everybody is egotistical, that everybody's out for himself. 
can't even imagine that there was ever a tkufa in the history of the world that uh, that they were working in the same direction. So this is uh, there was far written on this. A lot of times there were many rabbanim in Europe. Many of the sefer were written in Ksavari. So some of the rabbanim wouldn't. They had to get a sefer and change every single tzaddik because they held that the tzaddik is puzzle. The tzaddik of Darizal is puzzle. You have to write the other way. And then others wrote. Uh, there's a famous sefer called Sitka Satzadik. It's about the letter tzaddik. How are you supposed to write the letter tzaddik in the sefer? It's supposed to be like the Ksavari that they're facing opposite direction. It's supposed to be facing the same direction. They have in the biography of the Chazanish that he once made a comment uh, that it could be that all the uh, Tefillin and Mezuzahs, the Rabbanim used to be mocked better about Tefillin and Mezuzahs, that you, sh- you shouldn't use Ksavari, you should use Ksavari, and he said, but when they get an Aliyah, they'll say a bracha on the Aliyah, even if it's a Ksavari, even if it's a Ksavari, they never heard people would... Uh, so he said, yeah, because... The Beis Yosef, Kesa Mishnah, on the side of the Rambam points out there's a contradiction between the Tshuvas of Rambam and the Mishnah Torah. The Rambam and the Tshuva writes you can be Yosef Kriyasat Torah from a puzzle of Sefer Torah. You can Yosef if you have a printed Chumash. You can give seven aliyahs with all the brachas and everything. And the Rambam and the Mishnah Torah writes not so. So the Kesa Mishnah quotes the Tshuvas Arashba who was asked about this, a contradiction between Shuvah Sarambam and, uh, and the Mishnah Torah. So the Rajba says, apparently the Rambam in his old age, when he wrote the Mishnah Torah, after he wrote the Shuvah, he changed his mind, and he holds that he can only say he can only be Yotzeh Kriya Torah if it's a Koshua Sefer Torah. But the Beis Yosef quotes from the Mari Beirab, that was his Rebbe. What if you lane the half of the Sedra, in the middle of Shlishi Revi Chamish Beram, you find a mistake. They have to go back to the beginning. So the so the Mari Beirav gave this psak and the Beis follows it. If you read half half of the Sedra already, so B'diyevet we rely on the Tshuva Saramama. You don't have to lean over. But Mikanal you should put away the Sefer Torah, take out a different one. Or let's say, if you know in advance that you don't have a kosher Sefer Torah, so then we wouldn't lean. We wouldn't say, Shas Domi. You don't always say, Shas there is a cloud. Tosa has that cloud. The shasatak we allow lachatchida, which usually is only acceptable to the other. So the beis says, if you know you only have a puzzle, you only have a printed chumash, you don't have a sefer Torah. So we wouldn't lay with the bracha. It's an idea to lay without a bracha to satisfy. According to the Rambam and the Chuba, you'll be oitzei kriya like that. During COVID, a lot of people uh, didn't go to shul, so they didn't have a sefer Torah. So some of the Rabbanim recommended that they should lay in Kriya Satar from a printed Chumash. That's very difficult. What do you accomplish? Kriya Satar has to be B'tzibur. Unless you have a minion, have ten men in your family. But if you don't have a minion, so you, there's no, there's no Kiyom Kriya Satar B'yochid. You don't gain anything. You don't gain anything. But if you have a minion of ten people and you don't have a kosher Sefer you have a printed Chumash, so according to the Mari, the Mari Beirab says that B'diyevit, we would rely on that Shita. So we should do like that cheetah. It wouldn't be right to say a bracha. We wouldn't allow you to say a bracha. But the Eved, if you're ready, lane half the sedra. So we say So then the Mishnah Buria quotes on that case. Let's say you're ready, lane half the sedra. And you find a mistake. So you put away the sefer, you take out a new sefer. 
So the Mishnah Brewery recommends if you can squeeze in seven aliyahs from there to the end, you should do so. I remember once here in the neighborhood, they found the mistake in the Sefer Torah in Hazinu, in Ravi, whatever. So the rabbi wasn't thinking in the shul, so he said, Mishnah Brewery said you should squeeze in seven aliyahs. So they did, they did like that. Then everybody came back from Mincha. So before Mincha, the rabbi announced what I said in the morning was a mistake. That Chumra from the Mishnah Bui squeezing seven aliyahs, that's only any other seder other than Hazinu. But the Gemara says, the Gemara says at the end of Rosh Hashanah, Hazinu, you have to stop at the right place. Hazivloch. And if you stop in the wrong place, it's considered Kriya Shalai Kisidrum. So he, was, he said, he made a mistake this morning. They should know that it's wrong. Hazinu is the one exception to what you should not like. So Rapsalvechik said, if the Balabatim won't fire the rabbi, he should recommend they should start over from the beginning of the Sedra and give the seven aliyahs to satisfy the Ramam and the Mishnah Torah. He said the Balabatim may not go for it, but if you have B'nai Torah who, who are willing to stay another uh, 10, 15 minutes, he said the more correct is to make his office and start from the beginning, give over all the seven aliyahs and the new Sefer Torah. So this is the Gemara about the Du Partsuf, and it's discussed in other Mesich, it's a Du Partsuf. Then, then the Gemara Namadeis talks about uh, Rabbi Kiva was one of the Asura Harugi Malchus. The Asura Harugi Malchus didn't live in the same generation. In the period that we say on Yom Kippur, we say it on Tishabov, it's presented uh, the author of the period wrote it as if they were all together. They were a different generation. weren't all together. So Rabbi Kiva said that it is Yohaptois Hashem Lekar B'chol Nafshachafin and Noitel Esnam Sometimes you have to, the dinners you heard while you We discussed the other day. Let's say, that's the din you heard while you Life is not, even though there is a din, but life is not worth living if you have to violate Abedizorah or Gilearah Yisrael Shvichazdamim. So, because Nefesh is not there those. And then by Shara Averis, if it's a Shas Hashmad, also, it's Yehorek Val Yavah. And if it is not a Shas Hashmad, if it's B'tnei Asorim Yisrael, if it's B'fahes, you also the din is Yehorek Val We discussed the other day, what if during the Spanish Inquisition, they would put you to death if you don't convert to Christianity. So let's say many of the Jews, many were Moshe Nefesh, and many did not give up their, many, many did not give up their lives, and they did worship Baba Dizar. So that's a big machloika. So the Rambam writes in Perikein Hilchus Yisraelatur, he has all the dinim of Yehorik Yavar. So he says, if the people worshipped Abed Zora, Mipachat Miso, so then they're not Chayv Koris and they're not Chayv Misa's Bezin, because Zoynis Rachman Patre, Pikuach Nefesh is a heter, so Pikuach Nefesh is not Mater, but the Gimel Aver Sachamuris, or Bishas Hashmad, or Bifar Hestia. But the din of Zoynis Rachman Patre, that does apply. And uh, Kes Mishnah quotes uh, Hasogus Haramach. He quotes every so often Hasogus Haramach. 
who disagrees with the Rambam and they run on Sanhedrin also quotes Rishonim but disagree with the Rambam. They hold no, that uh, that not only Pikach Nefesh doesn't apply, Anisachman Patri also doesn't apply. So even with the Eved, they would be they would be Chayiv Kores. They would be Chayiv Kores. So that's that was the whole background of the Chiddush Asmicha. They wanted to reinstitute Smicha in the 1500s in order to put together a bezin in order to give Malkus. That was the whole impetus to reinstitute the smicha, but then nothing came out of it. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, didn't turn out like that. Yeah. What does it mean b'chol miyodecha? So the different interpretations. So one shot is b'chol ma'incha. You have to spend all of your money. The Gemara says in in Ksubizdaf, in Nun, I think, when it comes to charity, you shouldn't give more than one fifth of your total savings to charity. You shouldn't give too much. So the Gemara is talking about Tzedakah. What about other mitzvahs? Let's say the only way I got stuck somewhere. I got stuck in uh, Alaska on the first days of Sukkot, and the only way to get a lulav and esrog is if I'm going to blow in uh, half a million dollars, which is more than one-fifth of my total savings. Am I m'chuyiv to? So it says, no. The Ramah says, I'm a vazvah, so I'm a vazvah, says, you're not m'chuyiv to. Here the mitzvah, ad-shlish, that's a different thing. Here the mitzvah, ad-shlish, ben mitzvah. If you can buy a kosher lulav, for uh, a lula esrik costs more money. Buy kosher esrik for uh, $30, and then you can buy a mudadik esrik for another couple of dollars, so then up until shlish sh- b'mitzvah, you should spend. But you're not going to spend, if you can get a kosher esrik for $30, you're not going to spend $100. If you want to, if you're a wealthy man, you're allowed to, but you're not going to spend more than shlish b'mitzvah for the hida mitzvah. But what about fulfilling the mitzvah? How much I'm going to spend? So the Ramak quotes that then, not only applies to charity, it applies to all mitzvahs. The Mishnah Bura quotes the kasha that they ask in the Bir Aloch and Hilchas Lulav. He quotes the kasha that they ask. The Gemara Kiddushan at the end of the first parak has a discussion that say, I only have five sloim to my name. And I was a poor, and my parents never did a pidyon aben on me. And my, I had a baby, and I have to do pidyon aben on my bechor. So I have to. I don't have enough money for both. So what should I do? Should I give the money for my own pidyon aben or for my son's pidyon aben? So the Mishnah Bru asked the kasha, not mechuyif to give the money if that's the last five sloim that you have. You're gonna. They're gonna clean you out completely. What happened to the din? There are more quotes. Doesn't only apply to tzedakah, applies to any mitzvah. So that's what the Mishnah Brura answers, and I think um, they quote B'shem Rabchaim also the same. The same is what the Mishnah Brura writes in the Bir Alochem. goes if I'll have to spend more than one fifth of my total savings to buy a lulav, but that's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to shake the lulav when it comes sukkahs. Here, giving the money is the mitzvah. It's not, that's not called Nevazves. Let's say the Gemara says there was a, we spoke the other day, yesterday, I think, <coughs> about Priyas Balchayv. So there was an opinion, I think, there's a Machlekes in the Gemara, 
Oh, that was a different shear. That wasn't this shear. Different shear yesterday. So the said zamachlek zimewa the shibura deraisa the shibura lab deraisa. So that's machlekes on shibur nechasim. If I borrow money and I die, so the malba can collect from the yoshim. The yoshim didn't borrow the money though. Why they mechayiv to pay back? Or if I borrowed money and I bought real estate and I sell the real estate to someone else, and then when it's time to collect the debt, I'm broke, I have no money, I gambled away all of my money, but the karka that I sold to the lekech is still there. So the malva has the ability to collect from the lekech. That's based on Shibu Nechosim. There's a Shibu Raguf and a Shibu Nechosim. That's famous in the Rabbi Netam. Shibu Raguf, you owe money. Shibu Nechosim, the mother has the ability to collect from the Yoshim to collect from the Lekuchas, even though they never borrowed the money. So that's a machloikis in the Gemara, whether Shibu Nechosim is Shibu Raisa, Shibu Rav Raisa. Shibu Raguf, that you owe the money, that's a din. That's the Shibu, Shibu Nechosim, not. So the Gemara has one opinion that w- that's rejected, that Shibir Aguf is not their Aisa. Not only Shibir Nechosim is Rabban, Shibir Aguf is also not. What do you mean? I borrowed $1,000 and I'm not going to pay back. Gemara says, not a Shibur. It's Priyas Pachayv is a mitzvah. What's the difference if it's only a mitzvah or it's a Shibur? So Gemara has a slight nafkeminus. So the, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? If the guy says, I'm an atheist, I don't, I don't believe in mitzvahs, so he, so he doesn't have to pay the money. Priyas Pachav is only a mitzvah. It's a religious ritual. Morris, so if he says, I'm not religious, I, I don't want to do the mitzvah. Morris says, you kai fala mitzvah. He beat him up till he agrees to do the mitzvah. So that's what they ask. If he borrowed $20,000 and, and he doesn't have that much money to pay, and that's way more than, than Chomish, to spend more for a mitzvah. So paying back the debt is only priyas pachot mitzvah. So he's not mechayiv to give back more than more than the chomish of his total savings. How can that be? So that's what they quote B'shem Rabchaim, the same answer that the Mishnah Bura said, no, priyas pachot mitzvah, that is the mitzvah. That's not called the mevazvah. Mevazvah means I'm spending money to buy a suk. I'm spending money to buy a pair of tefillin. costs a lot of money to buy a good pair of tefillin. So mechayiv to spend more than chomish. But over here... Giving the money is the mitzvah. It's not that. It's not called hamavazvus. Hamavazvus al yavazvus yesim echaymish. So that's a question. That pasuk. Haptoras Hashem gav bechal nafshech hafil and noitales nafshecho. That only goes on avodazor gilei rais and shvichas dami. And then it says bechol miyodecho all of your money. Maybe that's only by avodazor that the din is yaharik bal yavar. So then you have to be mevazvez. Call me odech, all of your money. What if, let's say, we used to have a neighbor who lived in Russia, and he had a job, and uh, he was thrilled when he got to America. So his wife had to, he was married, and his wife had to go to the mikveh. So half of his monthly earnings went for the wife to go travel by plane to another city to go to the mikveh. He spent a fortune of money to observe Taras Hamishpach. So that says in Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says you're not obligated to spend more than one-fifth of your total savings to fulfill the mitzvah say, but in order to avoid violation of a law says, let's say to keep kosher. If in order to keep kosher you have to spend all of your money and won't have any savings at all, so so be it. That's the din. You're not allowed to violate a love 
unless there's a mamish suffix sakana, anything less than a suffix sakana, you're not allowed to violate the love. So you're not allowed to violate the love if the only way to avoid violation is to spend your last penny. When it comes to Mitzvah Zese, then the Ramah has the din, Halavazai Vazi Yosemichamish. The Gemara only has it by Tzdok. So there would have been room to argue that it's only a din by Tzdok. You know, Mechuyah, charity begins at home. You're going to give to him more than Chaymish. You're going to be Shemayyani, Vitzach Labez, you'll become poor. The charity begins at home. You know, One could have said, when it comes to a Mitzvah, Mechuyah, to spend all of your money. So Ramah says not so. He quotes Rishonim, you're not Mechuyah, to spend more than Chaymish to enable yourself to fulfill a mitzvah, but in order to avoid violation of a say you are to spend all of your money. So the question is, but the Pasuk sounds like it's only by Abed It sounds like other lavim, b'chol nafshecha, b'chol miyadecha. B'chol nafshecha is only by Abed Azar, g'erash v'chazdamim, then b'chol miyadecha, b'chol mamaincha, sounds like it's only by the Gimel Averis HaChamur, but the other Averis not. So in Shulchan Aruch, the beer hagra, and that simon in Kufnun Zayin in Yeridei, and the second Chelik Yeridei, and that's the simon about Yehorik Val Yavar. So the beer hagra quotes one of the Rishonim holds that just like by mitzvahs say, you're not mukhif to spend more than chaimish. By any other loisah say, also not mukhif to spend more than chaimish. That's not the accepted opinion, though. Accepted opinion is the way it says in the Ramon Shulchan Aruch. All mitzvahs loisah say. You have to give away kolhain beisad not to violate it. And by avodizog yavashir chazdam, you even have to give away your life. Kol nafshir chafin anoyta lesnav shecha. Then Nimrod talks about kovar amikdosh. Different dinim of kovar amikdosh. Gemara has dealing about COVID beisakneses and COVID. Um, we have a difference. We speak about migdoshi tirau moira hamigdosh. Beisakneses we never call it moira beisakneses. We call it COVID beisakneses, kvod beisakneses. So the Gemara says it's not the same. The dinim are much more chomer in the beisamigdosh than they are uh, in a beisakneses. Why? So the Gemara, the end of Megillah, comments on the Pesach in Yecheskel, I think it is. Yecheskel Anavi was before the Churban Abayis, through the Churban Abayis, and after the Churban Abayis Rishon. He lived through it. So uh, Yecheskel Anavi says, B'nevua, before the Churban, there's going to be a Churban based on Migdash, and Jews will be sent into Golos, and won't have a base on Migdash. However, they will have a miniature base on Migdash. Right? me'at. So the Gemara interprets that that's talking about Eilabot, you're going to see the bottom of Rosh Hashanah So that's a Machloikis in the Rishonim, but is that really Pshat in the Pesach, or is that only an Asmachta? The concept of Kedusha's Beis HaKnesses, that the Beis HaKnesses and the Beis HaMedrish is Migdash Miyat. So the Ran on the Rif and the end, the, the last Perik in the Megillah, the Ran on the Rif writes that it's only the Rabbanon. And, uh, and the Chayodam quotes from Rabbi Lezim in Bits from the Sefer Yireim. The Kovit Beis HaKnesis is a din derais and Migdash Miyat a din derais. What is the Ramam Shita? So Rabbi Salvechi used to say over, the Achreidim have this. So Rabbi Salvechi used to say this over, that the Rambam wrote a Sefer Mitzvah in Arabic, and we have the Hebrew translation. Then in the Rambam, and the, that he wrote it by way of introduction to the Mishnah Torah. 
Because the whole Mishnah Torah, the whole idea of Talmud Torah is on the Maratim, Bosom, Mishmartim, Lasosim. We should learn the 613 mitzvahs and we should observe them. We have to learn all the, all the 613 mitzvahs, the, all the details. So first you have to, he has to tell you which are the 613 mitzvahs. Then at the beginning of each section in the Rambam, he said, this is Hashab is going to have 18 mitzvahs, so many mitzvahs essay. So many mitzvahs lois says it. This is, this is going to be Hilchas uh, Yontem. This is going to be Hilchas Pesach. It's going to have so many mitzvahs essay. The whole Mishnah Torah is like that. So before he starts the Mishnah Torah, so the whole Sefer Mitzvahs was written originally in Arabic, and we used the uh, the translation. Then the Ramam himself wrote the Minyan Mitzvahs Biktsara in Hebrew. It's written in Hebrew. That's the first page, right after the introduction to the Mishnah Torah, the first page has the Binyan HaMitzvah's Biktsar, very, very brief, on a mitzvah that in Sefer HaMitzvah he has a whole paragraph. Here he has mamish one line or two lines, very short lines, very tiny lines. So here by the mitzvah of Losas and Cain, Hashem Lakech, the Pasuk says, when we will enter Eretz Yisrael, the days of Yeshua Ben-Nun, we'll see how the is all over the place. So it says, we should... You should destroy the Avodah Zorahs. You should burn. They bring carbonus. We should break. You're not allowed to destroy anything from the Mizbeach. And you're not allowed to erase Hashem. He bowed to Hashem. Whoever is Machikas Hashem is like He did an Aver. So the Rambam writes there in the Minyan Amitzvah Bikzor. He never writes it anywhere else. He says anyone is noited seven min hamizbeach or mibatim kanesius or mibatim midrashos. Is everyone the love? So why didn't he write it somewhere else? We don't know. But he wrote. He he snuck it in over there when he has the Minyan Amitzvah Bikzor. He seems to be assuming that that's what they're talking about. He seems to assume, like Rabbi Lezim admits, that Kedusha's Beis HaKnesis is their Isa. And Anoitet 7, Menam Mizbeach, applies Menat Torah. The Botikanesius, the Botimidrashis. It seems to hold that uh, Kedusha's Botikanesius is their Isa. So that's based on the Posik in Yechesko, that the Nobi says he's going to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. They're going to go into Golas. They won't have a Beis HaMikdash, but they'll have the miniature Beis HaMikdash. So what, in what way does it mean that Beis HaKnesis is miniature Beis HaMikdosh? So Rav says over here on the fourth line from the top of Samach Yimel Aleph, Elam Rav, what's the cloud? The Beis HaKnesis is Ki Beiso, just like someone's home. Ma Beis HaKapadar, Yekapadinish, Arikika Manolai Kapadinish, if I go visit by someone else. So I'm going to ring his doorbell and I say, could you please let me run through your apartment? I want to go to the other neighbor. But instead of walking around, I want to walk through your house. So that's not normal. That's not normal to, to use someone's house as a kapandaria. So just like it, it's not there to do that in someone else's home, you're not allowed to use the shul as a kapandaria. It's a shortcut. Instead of walking around the shul, it's a gigantic building. He wants to walk through the shul in order to get to the other side. You're not allowed to do that. But Rikika, they used to have dirt floors. They didn't have carpets on the floors. So they would often, they would spit on the floor and they would rub the spit into the floor. Or to walk in with your shoes on. It's normal to walk with your shoes in someone's home. And in the, in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Harabayas, you're not allowed to go with your shoes on. You have to take your shoes off. It's like trampling into the Beis Hamikdash if you go in with shoes. 
the soldiers, the Israeli soldiers who are stationed, they have to have soldiers to maintain the peace there. So they tell them, the Rabbi Yasha, they told them they should wear sneakers. They shouldn't wear leather shoes. Because uh, if it's not leather, it's not called a manal. So the Gemara seems to give the klal. That's what Rabbi Soloveitchik said on this line in the Gemara. A Beis HaKnesses is considered Beisenu, and Hashem is visiting by us. The Beis HaMikdash is Beiso, Beis Hashem. And we are visiting by Him. So the Gemara says, Beis HaMikdash, because it's Beis Hashem. So there's a din of Moira HaMikdash, Mochomer. So you're not allowed to do Rikike and rub it in the floor. That's Beis Hashem. But in the Shul, the Shul is Kibesa, like visiting by someone else. It's like, it's Beisenu, and Hashem is visiting in our home. So that's why in the Beis HaMikdash there's Moira, and the Beis HaKnesses there's Kvod Beis HaKnesses. We don't call it Moira. That's the cloud. That the Beis HaKnesses is Kibeso, like visiting someone else's home. Then the Gemara tells a story towards the bottom of Samach Gimel Amad Aleph, about ten lines from the bottom. The line begins, the Gemara begins with what Rabbi Avo, Havi Mishtoi, Rabbi Avo told this tolerant story. Kishior Hanina ben Achi Rabbi Yeshua Lagoilo, a nephew of the Tana Rabbi Yeshua, went to Chutz Lord. So, Abashan Bekebech Adosh and Chutz Lord. Next line begins with the word Lord. And that's against the din. Gemara says, you're not allowed to do Kviya Saluach and Chutz Lord. Because the Pasuk says, and you're shy, you hear the top of Omid base, top of Samagim on base, six lines down, seven lines from the top, Pasuk in Yishai base, Kimitzin Tetzisara, Devar Hashem, Yerushalayim. So they, so the Gemara says, he was Mekadosh Chadosh, Ma'abashon, Mechutz Lo, Shaloi Kedin. So they straightened him out, and they said, it's against Allah. He said, I be Rebbe Akiva, and he went to Chutz Lo'aretz, three lines from the bottom of Samach Gimel Amanal. Allah, Akiva ben Yosef, he was the God Lador in his generation. So he, since he was the God Lador, he had the right to be the Kaddish Chodosh and the Ma'abashonim in Chutz Lord. So here, that there's a Teisvis in Sanhedrin, Daf Yud Aleph Omid Beis. How do I get to the Teisvis? Because the Maharshal tells you to look in the Teisvis. So Tosis is bothered with Akasha. Here the Gemara quotes this Pasuk, that Pasuk tells you, has to be done in Eretz. The Gemara there, in Sanhedrin, learns it out from a totally different Pasuk, that says, L'shich n'sidushu uvos ha-shama. So why do you need two different Pasukim? So Tosus says the Kasha, they don't give an answer. So there's a famous Tzlach on our Gemara. Why is it famous? The Tzlach always has something good to say. But this one is uh, very questionable. So the Tzlach says, well, how do you say anything? Kimitzian Tzitzisar. No one can pass Kanashag on Chutz Lords. Kimitzian goes on any learning. Kiddush HaKadosh and Ibashan is part of Paskan and Shailah. So he says no. When a rabbi passes a shot, he's telling you what it says in the Gemara, telling you what it says in the Shulchan Aruch, telling you what it says in the Chumash. But that's not called Teitzit. Teitzit, means not something new, yesh mei'ayin. 
when can you kill call up psak yesh meyayin? If the psak is binding, even if it's an error, then the rabbi invented it from thin air. That's called kimitzian tetzer. There's only one area of halacha where we say the psak is binding, even if it's an error. That's kiddush achodesh and ibrashon. The gemara learns that from the psukim in parshas emor by the elam yadan shem shetikra osam. So the word osam is normally spelled alabav tov mem. And there it's spelled Aleph Tov Mem. Atikri Oisam Ela Atem. Atem Afilu Mutim. Even if the best made a mistake. What is it to make a mistake? So you can't have a month less than 29 days or more than 30 days. We can read it 29 or 30 days. So the best is supposed to make Rosh Chodesh in a sensible way. But the, distance, the difference between one Moilet and the other Moilet is 29 and a half days. Chav Tes Yom Yid, the best Shoes. 29 and a half days and a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes. So every other month should be 30 days, every month should be 29 days. So that's it. I made three months in a row, 29 days, three months in a row, 30 days. Shouldn't have been done like that. But that's the din. Even if they made a mistake, it's chal. So the, so the slach said, that's why they dashen for this, but it's a When you're inventing new dinim, from, from sheer yesh uh, meyayin. You're coming up with new dinim that are incorrect. That has to be only an outside. That's Kiddush HaChodesh. So then, how come the Gemara there in Sanhedrin, David Alp, has a different Pasuk? So the Tzlach comes up with the Kiddush that the Minchas Chino thinks is incorrect. So the Tzlach is by the Nodi Behudit on this Gemara. So the Tzlach says, Atem Afilu Mutim only applies to Kiddush HaChadosh. It doesn't apply to Ibra Hashanah. So how do you know you have to do Argimor is talking about Ibra Hashanah also. It has to be only in Rosh Yisrael. Why? Kiddush HaChadosh Kimitzian Teitzei Sarit. Like Torah HaDoshem Iti Teitzei Something new. Teitzei means a new psak. If it's an error, then it's a new psak. It doesn't correspond to what it says on the books. How do you know that even Ibra Hashanah? So he says, for that you need the other Pasuk that goes on Ali Alaregal. That's when the Tzlach said. It goes on Ali Alaregal. So the people have to know should it be Alaregal? Is it going to be other Shani this year? So Ali Alaregal is a month after in this one. Or is it going to be only one other this year? So Ali Alaregal is going to be another? It's not going to be another Shani. It's going to be in the one, one and only other. So that's the other Pasik. The Sheikh Nasidushu Uvasa Shama. You should ask the Rabbanim and in Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yehuda, whether it's going to be a Shana or not. And they have to determine that. It has to be Be'eretz Yehuda. Even the rest of Eretz is not also, also not accepted. So that's what the Tzalach said. Why you needed the two Pesukim. So the Menchaz said, with all the respect, if you learn Pirish Rashi ala Torah, on Parshas Emor, Rashi says, Rashi quoting from the Sifra, the Sifra says, it says twice, and both times it's spelled without a vav. So it's, even if he made a mistake. So why do you need two psukim to say the same thing? So Rashi quotes from the Torah's Kohanim. The first time it says that it goes on Kiddush HaChadish. The second time it says it goes on Ibar HaShonah. So the famous that even on Ibar HaShonah also there's a din. Atem HaFilu Mutim. So the Menchaz Chinuch tries to say, maybe it's a mach, like it's Hatanoim. The Pashta said that it's not correct. The Pashta says not like the Tzlach. Even though he has a tiny, he says, you look in the Ramah, Menchaz Kiddush HaChadish, 
The Ramam never quotes Hatem Ephilimutim with respect to Ibra Hashanah. He only quotes him with respect to Kiddush HaKadosh. It's a shtikl taina, it's a shtikl taina, but the Menchaz Chinach assumes that it really, like Rashi Allah Torah, right, it really applies both to Kiddush HaKadosh and to Ibra Hashanah. Ibra Hashanah, he can't have a year that only has 11 months, he can't have a year that has uh, 14 months. He can have either 12 months or 13 months. If they made a mistake, they made a year should not be Mubaris, they made it Mubaris. Or should it be Mubaris and they didn't, then you say, even if they made a mistake within a range, like you can't have a month with less than 29 days or more than 30 days. So if the Bez made a mistake within that, 29 or 30 days, or 12 months or 13 months, so then the Kiddush HaKhod, the Nebar HaShanah, but Torah says Chal. But if it's worse than that, then it's not Chal. Okay, maybe we should stop now. So, okay, so the plan is uh, tomorrow, I think for a change, is a normal Thursday. I think. Sunday, unfortunately, I got to give a shear somewhere on Kashvas for the OU. So I have to give this shear on Sunday. I'll try to give this year at 9 o'clock. And tomorrow we'll, we'll go back to the end of the first period, like we usually do tomorrow's Thursday, you know? Today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. We'll go back wherever we were at the end of the first period. We'll have to look that up somewhere around that week. And then on, and then on uh, Sunday morning, I'd like to discuss a little bit the Chacham Shatime in Chaber Hashem the next Gemara. There isn't too much to say about that. And then I'd like to go continue to learn the fourth parak about Pirus Hashachad Av Chavov Menalot. Okay, that's the plan. There's a famous Rashi on Chavov on the base. The Gemara has a kasha, but they don't say to Yufta. So the Rajma goes with the opinion of Kasha is not the same as the Yukta. He tells you what the Terence is, so that's a very famous Rajma. Okay.